0: Hey everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everyone, this is Larry and James from WSTrades.com doing our weekly update podcast. How's it going, James? It's going pretty good, man. How are you? Doing all right. How's your uh, vacation? Oh, it was pretty good.
1: A little too short. Just took like half the day on Friday and then Monday. So, yeah, it was really nice. But uh, should have taken an extra couple days or a week
0: off. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, man. I uh, want to go over your trades from last week. Yeah, so let's
1: see what I got going on here. Um, let me get off the of filter. I had a filter here on Facebook, so let's see. So from the 21st on, you know, I didn't have that many trades going on. I think I may have talked about this. No, Maybe I didn't talk about this in our last podcast, but I'm getting screwed pretty badly with XLE. Um, a lot of people who have been short or were short before, you know, oil went to the moon. Um, probably are in the same boat, but um, I got a little busy and wasn't able to deal with the position um, on the March monthlies. So I ended up actually getting assigned shares. So I was short shares on XLE. And then I guess on Monday, I bought the shares back and decided to just go out and sell the same strike that I had had on, which was the 62 call. So I just sold a deep in the money call Um, crap, I may have talked about this in our last episode, but that was a trade on the 21st. So I'm, uh, and XLE has died off nicely. Thankfully, we're talking about that one this morning. They made a nice move lower. I don't know if they're going to continue to move lower, but that's what I need for this. And this is a a May monthly contract. So, you know, I've got not quite two months to go, but, um, I'm kind of planning on just holding this 62 call short until hopefully XLE dies off and uh might be a you know very long-term hold but that's kind of my plan to just keep rolling that thing if I can for a credit or kind of stay in that short position and try to make back some of this money that I'm down right now um so that was one thing there buying back my XLE shares and then selling a deep in the money call and then I also sold a call on EEM this is the emerging markets ETF um so I think for March, I had sold, a, or April, I sold a put, I think. So I played the put side, and then they made a nice move higher. So I decided to sell a call for the May month lease, and that's the 48 call. Um, so I kind of figure after a big move up like that, they're probably not going to rip all the way up to 48. Um, maybe they'll kind of die off a little bit. But, yeah, we'll kind of see they were up 1.7% today um but if they do continue to rip higher that means my april position is going to be max profit so it is what it is um let's see what else do i got going on here so oh i guess i got an additional position here on xle let me see kind of somewhat remember doing something here um
0: Yeah, I sold a 65 put,
1: so I'm already short the 62 call, so I figured, you know, if they don't cool down and they just stay afloat or keep ripping, I'm going to go to the put side, and I think this was like like a really high probability play. I'm still up on the trade, um, even though XLE has made a nice move down, so I got an additional position there on XLE on the put side. Um. And then, what else here? Oh, Chegg. So I got back into Chegg. I was selling 30 calls on him for months, and then my shares finally got called away. And I was looking at the weekly time frame, and I was kind of like, yeah, I I don't think I should have gotten out of the trade, to be honest. I should have, you know, went a little higher or tried to stay in the trade. So I got back in at 34. And they're up to 36.43, so I'm up pretty nicely on that. I think I'm going to hold and see if they can get near the overbought area at some point on the weekly, and then I might look to dump then. Uh, but looking pretty good on those shares so far. Um, then I also sold a call says on the 23rd here. Yeah, on Jets. So I sold a 21 call on Jets. This is for the May monthly contracts. Uh, Let me see what I got going on here. Oh, I think I've got shares. Yeah, so I think this is like a covered call. So yeah, I've got shares. So I just went out and sold the 21 call, and they ripped pretty hard. So that's in the money right now. And then else we got here ewj which is the japan etf um i saw the put there the 58 put let me see what they i guess they've been ripping so that's looking pretty good right now and then um facebook i got out of the call side position on facebook um i saw that they were just starting to rip again and things were continuing to rip and i think my short call was in the money And I want to say my long call was almost in the money. So what I did is I bought back my short call and then I held my long call and Facebook moved up like another $2. And then I dumped my long call. So it was like a five wide. So my plan there was to, um, you know, not even risk going max loss on that trade and just buying back that short call, hoping Facebook would rip a little more, which they did. And then selling the, uh, Long call so I'm out of the call side on that and I still have uh, put spread open for April monthlies but I was looking at it I think I made a video today for the YouTube but it's like a six delta so it's like a 94% chance that the short finishes out of the money so it's like super high probability um, it's not worth much I think I'm just gonna write it out and uh,
0: yeah hopefully those puts expire worthless. Nice. Yeah, quite a few swing trades going on. I think we talked about or I talked about my trades um, that I had on on the 22nd on last podcast, but it's just a few. So just in case I didn't run through them. Um, Let's see. I got stopped out of my VOD position for a nice profit uh, rocket. I had uh, shares that I went long. And I ended up uh, putting a stop right at my entry point, so I ended up getting stopped out uh, for break even on that one uh, the day after, let's see, I went long uh, UNG, and and let's see the very next day I got stopped out for a nice profit. and that one, I should have jumped right back in. I was looking at it, and I was like, man, I think natural gas is gonna keep climbing, so I should' uh, so I was gonna get back in and just forgot to do it. and Um, we kind of came back down from last week, but, uh, yeah, they kept on pumping. Uh, what is this? Uh, Chegg, I went long shares on the 23rd, ended up getting stopped out on the 25th for a nice profit. I sold a call spread on EA that's like right in between my two strikes. And I still think they're going to die off. Uh, tried, I Can roll it for uh, no debit and no credit. So, I may end up doing that so that I can get a vertical on uh, with a little bit of range on the put side uh, to collect more credit on it Uh, because I just don't know. They're like they're right in between. So, hopefully, they sell off. If they don't, then I'm going to look into uh, rolling it and then opening up a vertical on the put side. Um, Let's check and TTD. God. So, I sold a call spread on TTD. And immediately after they just started ripping, I'm like, okay, getting really close to my strikes. Uh, Let's see if this, they were trading at this level that they, you know, they hit, I think like five times and then got rejected. And today they just gapped up through it, just blasted off. I think they were up almost 7% today. So that's uh, like three, four bucks in the money. And same thing with that. I can't roll for a credit at this point, but um, I'm going to try and alleviate like a max loss on these guys but I'm not sure hopefully after a crazy pump like today uh, they die back off uh I went long shares of NXPI and they ripped super hard today I think I'm up almost three percent on that trade uh went long shares of Jets and same thing I'm up uh three and a half percent on that one I got back into Chegg Today or when was this? Uh, two days ago. Uh, so I'm long shares of Chegg again. I sold a call spread on SPLK that expires this Friday, so just a few days left. And they started dumping a little bit uh, after I entered the trade. So hopefully, they continue uh, to just kind of chill out. And I also went long shares of PBR. And yeah, and all of these trades that I um, that I just went long stock. I've got trailing stops on them. So I'm guaranteed a profit of at least 1% uh, to 3% on every single one. So it's pretty nice when things start moving immediately in the direction you want. You can lock in uh, profit for sure. And that's all I had. Nice. Yeah. That's kind of what I did with my Facebook
1: call side. Like once I saw them tick up. And, of course, if I had the crystal ball, I'd still be holding my long call on Facebook because it blasted off even harder. (laughs) But, of course, I don't have a crystal ball. So once I saw the profit, like you're saying, you know, lock in your stop loss or dump your contract and, like, make sure you get out with profit. Um, And then, yeah, that's pretty sweet. I was looking at uh, TTD on the weekly, and they are still playing a trend line. They rejected it um, on... Feb looks like the week of February twenty-eighth. And then they made this fat move down to about fifty-one dollars. And that looks like a key support level on the weekly. They bounced off of that nicely, but here they are coming up to the 21 and that trend line. And I don't know. They might just hit that and reject it and start to die off again. So um yeah, we'll kind of see what happens. I think if they can break through uh, you know, that twenty-one and that trend line, then they might continue to rip and, you know, get into an uptrend, but like so far it kind of looks like
0: they're in a downtrend to me on the weekly. Yeah. I'm still, that's why I didn't, you know, rush to close it, even though it's like $2 in the money right now, or not $3 in the money because there wasn't a whole lot of volume over today's gap up and, you know, six and a half percent rip. So I'm thinking uh, bears are going to step back in with some volume and crush this thing again. Cause there was like, I didn't even check the news or anything, but everything today just ripped like crazy because Putin said he was going to talk. It's so stupid, man.
1: Yeah, that's what I ended up finding out on space, too. I was like, why is space up 12%, 13%? And I couldn't find any real stories. And then, yeah, that was it. Like, oh, this is the, that's their news story for space. Oh, everything in the broader markets is, you know, rising because of ceasefire talks. And it's like, well, <laughs> if you guys want to you know, just speculate or whatever, or hope there's going to be good news or like the conflict is truly going to be over. Like that's, I guess that's the only thing that was driving space today, but I was, you know, happy to see them make a massive move like that, but I don't know if it's going to hold.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's so weird. Like I get, you know, markets are forward looking, but how forward are we looking here? Five, six years, like the, there's still supply chain (laughs) issues uh food shortages they're talking about like just because putin said he's gonna talk i don't get why the hell we're you know ripping all of a sudden there's still a crap ton of bad stuff going on yeah seriously
1: like just the whole chip shortage and ford's rolling out cars that like can't even roll the windows up and down and yeah like you're saying the food shortages like maybe we're looking 20 years ahead on a day like today People won't be able to eat, but
0: apparently they're going to be flying in spaceships to space. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and Putin's, you know, opened his mouth. So everything's cool. It's all that matters. Right. So stupid. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, what topic did you want to go over today?
1: Yeah, I just want to talk about Facebook because I got into a recent position on Facebook and it, you know, my sides, it was an iron condor and both sides were tested at different times. And I know we've had podcasts before where we actually have talked about how nice it is trading options because you can roll and you can adjust and you can do all these different things. And I thought Facebook, uh, my recent trades on it, was a great example because I did a bunch of adjustments and it looked like this could have easily been a max loss trade for me. Um, And then I ended up walking away with it looks like a profit on the position. Uh, Let me see. Yeah, Facebook's almost at 230 now. So my short call, what was I talking, 215, 220, so at 220, even the long call is being the money by like $10 right now, but I don't have it anymore. So kind of what happened with Facebook was I started out with an iron condor and I don't do these kind of trades a lot. You know, I tried it out for a little bit and it was working out pretty good and then it wasn't, you know, so consistent. So I kind of got away from the weeklies, but I, I don't know why I did this, but <laughs> I sold an iron condor on February 22nd on Facebook and it was expiring the 25th. So it was like three day or three or two days to expiration. So really short term. So I sold it. It was two and a half wide on either side. Um, and then two days passed and the test uh, the put side was getting tested. I want to say my short put was in the money or it was just out of the money. It was really close. So I ended up rolling out to the March monthly contracts. And so I grabbed 113 in credit to open it, um, the 250 wide. So then I grabbed another 10 in credit, a very small amount of credit to roll the puts out to March 18th. And then let's see here on expiration day. Um, I actually went up and box spreaded. I've done this before too, and I think I maybe mentioned this to you. I can't remember if we talked about this in a recent podcast or not, but I box spreaded, so I moved my puts up or sold puts right at the calls, matched them up, and put it into a box spread on expiration day and what happened was the um one of the sides, I guess it was. Yeah, let me see here. One of the sides ended up getting me. So I had the two, you know, both legs in the money. I want to say it was the call side or something. So I think both calls ended up, uh, you know, one got exercised, one got assigned. They canceled each other out. And I grabbed 136 in credit on that. So it looks like I grabbed, what's that, 146, 149. Yeah, about 260 in credit on a two and a half wide so, with my box spread adjustment, I was actually able to grab more credit than the spread width, which I've been able to do this a few times. And it's really cool when it looks like something is going to burn you and you're able to go out and make adjustments and walk away with a small profit. So, I mean, 10 bucks is nothing to brag about. But if I didn't do anything with this trade, I could have lost 250. So, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, And then I still had the uh, March 18th puts open. So my call side is kind of closed out. And then I still had these puts sitting down there. So I knew that position was still open. I knew it was still a risk for me. So I went out to a little further in expiration. I didn't hit the marches, but I hit the April monthlies and I sold a uh, call spread. And they didn't have two and a half wide for uh, the strikes I was looking at. So I kind of opened myself up to a little more risk. And I did a five wide. Um, So I got that position opened. And then, um, you know, I ended up rolling the puts out to April as well, essentially. I mean, it wasn't a straight roll because it was a 250 wide. But I bought back my uh, 250 wide and sold a five wide. So now I had a five wide iron condor for April. So... I had that position there, and I think that's when the call side started to get tested. So that's kind of my trading update from earlier. So you know, I just saw that markets are rebounding, things are ripping. I really didn't expect, you know, things to rip back this hard. And if I just sit there and watch this thing, it's probably gonna take me for max loss on the call side. So that's when I did that last adjustment um, that I was talking about earlier, where I just bought back the short, rode the long, Facebook ticked up a few bucks, you know, made a little more money there. Sold it, and then I'm out of everything on the position except for the puts. And that 195 short put um, is that six delta, so 94% chance of being out of the money at expiration. I think I can buy it back for a really small amount, but it's so far away from the money that I'm probably not going to touch it. And then if like markets have some crazy dump or something again, I'll probably just roll and you know keep adjusting. But it definitely looked like a trade that could have easily went against me and took me for max loss.
0: And, you know, it looks like I'm going to make out with a nice profit. Nice. Yeah. We've talked about it a million times about that's the great thing about options is, you know, being able to adjust, uh, to, you know, whatever circumstance it is. Uh, and I'm still to this day, that's like one of the biggest things that I, uh, if I'm reading a book or whatever, or watching videos on trading, it's all about, how to maintain a position and make, you know, different adjustments. And I've still, there's a mil, million different strategies people use. And, uh, I need to get, cause that's what I need to get better at is when a position starts going against me, uh, jumping on it immediately and start making adjustments. Cause I, you know, I get this mental block where I'm like, well, it's pretty close to the money, but I still think I'm right in this decision set of, you know, immediately like EA, I should have immediately when my short leg, when it started moving against me, just opened up puts. But then uh, I look at the chart and I'm like, no, they're probably going to come back down and then just end up screwing myself most of the time.
1: Yeah. And if you're willing to be active and you like to be active in your trading and
0: make all of those
1: adjustments, then it's a great way to help out your portfolio because you could sit there. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. There's been a lot of times where I'm not active at all, especially on my monthly contracts. That's probably one of the ones where I don't go in and make too many adjustments. Um, I probably should, but I think sometimes I get lazy, but you know, if you're willing to be active and you can roll these things out and then open up, you know, positions on the other side of the market and do all these things. And as long as you're grabbing credit, every time you make these adjustments, a lot of the time, It just works out in your favor, like, you know, stocks or markets are cyclical and things just kind of move in your favor. And then you grabbed all of this additional credit. So like sometimes you end up walking away with more money than you thought you would have made on the position because maybe you, you know, open something and like you grabbed a hundred bucks on it or something and you're like, okay, on this position, if I don't touch it, you know, I might make a hundred bucks if things go in my favor. And then you do all these adjustments and then sometimes you, you know, end up walking away with more money. So, if you're willing to be active like that, you can actually make more money on the trade than you, you know, initially set out to make. Um, even though, some, you know, if you're making a lot of trades, you can kind of sit back and you don't have to adjust. You can still be profitable. But I think once you start to add in the, you know, those different adjustments, and you're a little more active in your trading. Um, you can definitely help yourself out. And, you know, I've done it before too. Like it was kinda cool on the Facebook one for the um February weekly, the February twenty fifth weeklies there that I was able to do that box spread. I know I did that before like on Google once, where I made a bunch of adjustments and then I walked away with money and like Google ripped super hard and like blew past my calls. So if I would have just sat there and did nothing, you know, it would have been max loss for sure. So um And I've had the times, too, where I've sat back and did nothing. I think one of them that I remember when I was doing weeklies on Tesla, they just blasted off and, like, blew way through my calls. And I was just like, this is dumb. they got to come back to Earth. And I had the chance to make the adjustment, and I didn't do it. And then, you know, they never cooled off. And then I think they ended up doing, like, a stock split or something (laughs) because they never came back to Earth.
0: Yeah, and now he's trying to do another split. God.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, if you're willing to be a little more active, you can definitely help yourself out with, you know, rolling positions and turning spreads into iron condors and, like, box spreading stuff and, like, doing all these crazy adjustments.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's, like we've said, that's the great thing about options is you're not just sticking to, you know, your initial plan of, you know, oh, I like this stock. I'm going to buy it. You know, you don't have (laughs) to stick to that. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. Um I didn't have much to talk about on this topic uh cuz kind of your trade specific. So, do you have anything else you wanted to go over?
1: Um no, that was it. Just kind of wanted to go into the real details there of all of, you know, those adjustments on the trade, so like a little mini case study on how I dealt with Facebook.
0: Nice. All right. Uh are you looking at any particular tickers? going into this week? Uh Let me see here. So
1: let me get rid of my Facebook filter so I can actually look at everything here. All right, so there we go. Cleared it out. So yeah, I was talking about, oh, so this is another, Yeah, I was going over last week's trades, but today I got into a silver SLV actually sold a call against them let me take a look at their chart really quick yeah they've been cooking pretty good i'm looking on the weekly but the rsi is still kind of centered but they made a nice move up as you know a lot of uh energy and metal related stuff has made a nice move higher so i kind of felt good going to the call side there so i got that position in on silver today let me see if uh Must have skipped past some other tickers there. Um, XLE, I've got enough going on with those guys. Don't want to touch them. (laughs) Got to ride that position out and see what happens. Um, XLF, it looks like I've got a short call for April. And that is in the money. So they must be cooking back lately. I might go out... Yeah, I don't know the put side on that one. They're kind of centered looking at the weekly chart. The RSI is floating right now around 54. So I guess I could play either side of XLF probably for the May contracts. And then XLY, this one is screwing me pretty bad. They fell through a pretty key support level. And when they did that, I went out and sold a call spread and they just blew it up. So, um, yeah, I don't know might go out on the put side on xly for me
0: nice uh yeah i was thinking i'm gonna make a new um indicator like a by the dip indicator because i sent you a picture of the um my market watch tab and i had made uh some segments of from the uh the trend strength indicator and when i was looking at it I was like, okay, this would be a good setup for uh, like a buy the dip or selling a rally in a certain downtrending stock. And I just pulled it up and when WHNN has been in a decent downtrend for 181, uh, well, this is on the daily, so 181 days. And now right now they're in a kind of strong uptrend. So for me... You know, they're still in a overall downtrend, and they made a fat rip today, almost 7%. So probably going to sell calls on that. I'm assuming implied volatility spiked. Yeah, it's at 46.7 percentile right now. What was another one? God, so much stuff ripped super hard today. I just want to sell a crap load of calls. Like <laughs> Yeti, I was looking at Yeti um, yesterday selling calls. I'm glad I didn't do it yesterday because they ripped over 7% today. So like right now, I think selling calls would be a good idea because, again, they've been in an overall downtrend since. Those is November of last year. Um, and there's just, in my opinion, no reason for this uh, crazy rip. I'm going to look at I didn't even pull up the chart on Dave and Busters. I just saw how big they moved. B&B. Oh my God! <laughs> Wait, fifty
1: dollars. Oh man, I remember when they were like twelve bucks. Oh, okay, so on the weekly, so they've been squeezing forever, and this week is the first bar on the regular TTM squeeze going to the upside on the weekly. So, man, if this holds as a fire to the upside, it looks like uh, fifty is a key level too, a key um, resistance. So man, that kind of makes me want to go long,
0: but man. yeah. Wait, they had earnings yesterday and missed fairly and badly, they, and, and they, they still do like this today. This. <laughs> yeah, the weekly chart right
1: now—if it closes, that's going to be the first bar to the upside. I think I might have to go long on these guys, but man, on the weekly, they're almost overbought. That's a tough one, but they did go back in. Well, this is March of a year ago. They got crazy on the RSI on the weekly all the way up to about 86, 87. So maybe 66 on the RSI isn't too crazy for them. (laughs) Maybe they'll hit 90. I don't know, but this is making (laughs) me want to go long, although I hate going long on something that's overbought, especially on a larger time frame. I don't know, man.
0: I'm into (laughs) selling calls on that move. (laughs) That's what I would normally do. Oh, man, it's a tough one yeah <laughs> and uh, that's all I was looking at. All right. cool. Um, website news. I'm still over there messing with it, trying to make it a little more easy to navigate. Um, like I just talked about make a new indicator for a like a buy the dip um, on uptrending stocks that have been in a slight downtrend and then are starting to move back up. And uh, I guess I'll add those watch list tabs over there uh, to the site as well uh, that coincide with the uh, WS trades trend strength indicator. So if anyone um, uses the watch list tabs, I'm actually I need to make a segment for that because I haven't even uploaded any of the ones like the TTM squeeze that I use or any of that. So more website crap I got to do.
1: Yeah, I saw somebody made a comment, again, I think you sent it to me, and I finally responded to it today, but somebody again on iPhone having trouble with the Squeeze Pro, and it's, I mean, it's working for me, so I don't know, hopefully they respond and we can help them out, but yeah, I, I've i got it working on, or I had it working on Android, and then switched to an iPhone and got it working there too, so for anybody out there that sees those comments on the YouTube channel, I wouldn't quite believe
0: it because I've got it working for iPhone. Yeah, I hope they respond because I don't like I don't have an iPhone. So at least you can, you know, try and figure out what the heck they're talking about, like that last one that it doesn't have whatever it was, it has pictures. I have no freaking clue what the hell the guy's talking about. Yeah, maybe I'll
1: go in and look at my settings and just confirm confirm that it
0: matches you know
1: whatever the setup is on iphone because honestly i did it from memory i didn't even look at the instructions (laughs) i switched phones and i was like i think i go in here and switch this to this and yeah maybe i'll look at the settings and just compare it against the instructions just to make sure you know iphone is the same as how to set it up on android sweet
0: all right man that is all i had all right cool see you next time Catch you later. Bye.
1: Bye. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the WS Trades podcast. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe. Also head over to YouTube and search for WS Trades. You'll find us there as well. We've got trading updates as we make our trades over there and also educational videos so you can learn about different strategies within the stock market and options trading. And also please head over to wstrades.com. Thanks again.